Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remster W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remster W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remster W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Uh, Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Me- Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. You are listening to the smooth, smooth sounds of the mating ritual of the majestic giant tortoise. Welcome back, everyone, to the Break the Bell podcast. This is your weekend wrap-up. Hello, beautiful bell breakers. It is great to be back in a normal setting, just in time for me to go on vacation next week. I know, I know. I, I was on vacation last week, basically. I had a couple days I had to go in, but yeah. basically, and now you're going on vacation. Yep, it's, it's just kind of been a, a crazy month between yes. the two of us, so yeah. we're still making it work. We still we are do. delivering content. We are still here. To kick this pig. Are you ready to kick this pig, Bill? I've never heard that, but yes, let's kick this pig. <laughs> I know. I, I said that right <laughs> before I hit the record button. I was like, Bill, you ready to kick this pig? You're like, what? <laughs> the pig. Are you ready to kick what, this what, pig? What did the pig do? <laughs> We're going to kick it. We're going to kick it hard. All right. We're going to deliver the best pig-kicking content that anybody has ever heard on the show. All right. Let, let's kick the shit out of this pig. <laughs> <laughs> no harm was ever ever occurred during the filming of this show. No <laughs> pigs were actually kicked in the filming of this show. No, we, so we don't actually kick pigs. Don't report us to PETA. We like animals. Yes. We like to eat animals. Well, we do. We, we, do. But we, we treat them fairly. We treat we them fairly. Them. We talk to them and, yes. and snuggle with them and then, s- then let them be slaughtered and we <laughs> eat them the way that yes. God intended it to be. <laughs> but, but, you know, they, they loved us and, and we love them. Yes. <laughs> How is everybody out there in Bell Breaker land? It is, once again, another beautiful weekend. Um, we get to bring to you all the, the beautiful bullshit that's going on in the world because yes. there is never short supply of that. No, it just keeps on trucking. One, one bit of bullshit that we came across this week, you introduced me to it. You sent me a picture on Facebook 
Oh yeah. Of like a, a rack at Barnes Noble. You didn't see it. I think you had found somebody like else reshared it. it yeah, that right, somebody right. else had posted it. And it was of this book. Let me let me grab it. This right here. This this wonderful children's book. Doesn't this look like a nice, cute little kid's it, book? It looks adorable. Titled Doctor Fauci: How a Boy from Brooklyn Became America's Doctor. And, and, and his face is so pleasant. It is. I mean, doesn't he I mean, like, really look is. all knowing and, and kind and, and gentle? And it does. It does. Not not sinister no, or anything like Dr. that. Doctor Sickle. So naturally, when you sent me that, the first thing I did was, was Google this book, and I found it on Amazon for a measly fourteen dollars. Nice. So uh, within three minutes of you sending me that, I sent you back <laughs> a, a, a receipt yeah. uh, that I had ordered it, <laughs> and you're like, "That's fucking awesome." <laughs> and so I had to have this because obviously, all this is is children's propaganda oh, in, the, yeah. in the form of a storybook. Like we're we're baiting the kids. In early, yes, at an early age, we're we're <laughs> introducing them to the stuff. Did did you read children's books that were so political when you were a kid? Did I, they have no, that shit? No, I no. It was Curious George and Doctor Seuss. Yeah, Doctor so. Seuss was a big one. I think the closest thing to this book, and I mentioned this when I read this. So I read this for a bonus episode, and I even like had a camera up over the top so you could see all the illustrations and stuff. So if you want to experience this. I, I released this titled Children's Propaganda Storytime Hour. Um, so if you want to experience that storytime hour with the children's propaganda, you have to sign up at patreon.com slash break the bell and become a member at the lowest paying level that that is allowed there. And then you will get access to all our bonus content, including my reading of... That sounds worth it. That. Did you do Dr. Fauci's voice? I, I didn't, because oh, okay. it, it just wasn't there okay, okay. yesterday. So that is there. That is released as a bonus episode. But what I was getting into is the closest thing I got to that book when I was a kid was there was these series of books of like different scientists and stuff, and, or different like scientific figures that like kind of advance science. Right. Um, one was... Louis Pasteur or Louis Pasteur, yeah, Louis Pasteur, as the French call him. Um, I remember that one specifically because we own that one. I think we got from the library. It was a series, like a series, all the same brand. One was like Johnny Appleseed. Oh, I remember Johnny Appleseed. Stories like that. Nothing, nothing about like the most contested (laughs) political. Uh, yeah. Doctor in history, well, he, you know he, he's an American legend now. You know so that's what kids are being taught. Did you watch the episode yet? I haven't. Not. I have not. I, I just want to give you a preview of the final. Should I? Uh, yeah. Get, yeah. Give us a preview. So the final page is my favorite of this. Uh, the actual story because it goes into some like resources for children on vaccines oh and stuff after that. But the final page is. So it says. It would be time to get back to work soon. Soon enough, it would be time to get back to work. Searching for solutions to whatever challenges might come next. The great Dr. Fauci, superhero doctor. They made him seem like the mild-mannered, plain-clothes superhero doctor. It was the most ridiculous thing. So please, (laughs) do yourself a favor. Go to patreon.com slash break the bell. And sign up so you can hear me. And it was impossible because I was just like, I'm just going to read this. I'm not going to. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to give commentary okay. because I got to get through the book. And I get through like three pages. Like, what the fuck is this <laughs> shit? 
<laughs> it's like I can't do it. Yeah. I can't just not say anything yeah. about this. It's it's not in my nature. So so there's that book, and that is that was the latest greatest worldwide bullshit that I was yeah. introduced to. So thank you for that, Bill. Yeah, well, I try to help. So, <laughs> like I said, go sign up for a Patreon, Patreon, and become a member and get access to that as well as all our other yes. bonus content. And find out how America shifted from Dr. Seuss to Dr. Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Wow. <laughs> that is a hell of a shift. I mean, everybody did hate on Dr. Seuss within oh, yeah, this year, right. so yeah. we naturally had to move on to the next best thing, which exactly. is Dr. Fauci. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody who, who is pushes the state agenda. Do you realize Dr. Fauci, when he speaks, makes less sense than Dr. Seuss? <laughs> you know, if he rhymed... Then he'd probably be better at children's books. <laughs> he would, but but the things he says, yeah, are more like <laughs> bizarre than all the the yeah. crazy made up shit that Dr. Seuss yeah. wrote. So, <laughs> very interesting book. <laughs> I hated every second of it, I, but I want to make a I want to make a like a normal thing of that. Yeah. I want to find because I I've seen other political books. There's like anti socialist kids books out there. Oh, yeah, there's like there was I think I saw last year like a Donald Trump kids book or something. Yeah. So I, I got to find some more. So if, you, if you've if you seen some of these, um, send them, not send the book my way, but send, like, <laughs> the title my uh, way. I so wonder I know what they have, like a, um, like, a Che Guerrero for kids. Oh, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be awesome. That, that's got to be a kid-friendly yes. book. That's almost as kid-friendly as the, the Bible story, Noah's Ark. You know oh, that, yeah. that happy kid yeah. story where pe- everybody, like, the entire world died? Yeah. Gruesomely. Oh, well, Jen's got a, um, and my wife has a, a Christmas book from, I don't know, the 60s or 70s, where it um, is talking the Christmas story and talks about how King Herod sent his troops in, and it shows soldiers carrying babies with ni- knives I think in their hands. I uh, might have that. Really? <laughs> I might have had that as a kid. <laughs> it's bizarre. Yeah. Uh, but that's still better than introducing yeah. them to Dr. Fauci, yeah. the uh, America's doctor. America's doctor, yes. Yes. So before we get into the rest of the bullshit in the world, we got to bring up, obviously, the coffee fix of freedom, because yes. where would we be without coffee? Where would we be without freedom? Run your mouth coffee, the official coffee of free speech. Yes. Go to rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you by using the promo code break the bell, all one word. And then you get, what was it, 10% off? Yes, yeah. Again, I'm thinking about it. So yes. I, I've done this so many times, I can't yeah. think about it. When if I'm you safe. just let it go, just let, boom. 10% off your discount because everybody likes discounts. Everybody likes coupons. Yes. Speaking of coupons, I was at a pharmacy doing a job. Okay. I didn't just go to the pharmacy. I wasn't getting my jab or anything like that. Right. Okay. I was on a job, went to a pharmacy, a CVS pharmacy, and I had to talk to the person at the counter to tell them what I'm here for. And there was a lady at the register. She had like four things, and she was going through a stack of cu- of coupons about two inches oh thick, trying to find coupons for this stuff. And she'd find one, and she'd be like, "Nope, that's not the right one." And she find she find like she had like four of the same item, and she was finding like four different yeah. coupons. But it took forever. That would piss me off. It did piss me off. But you yeah. know what doesn't piss me off? Discounts on Run Your Mouth Coffee. No. Because you don't even need to have the stack of coupons in your, your billfold oh. or your purse to, to sort through. All you have to do is remember, run, uh, break the bell. I almost forgot it. <laughs> That's how easy it is. 
Well, you know, if she had run your mouth coffee, she probably would have had her coupons in order. She would have been flying through. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. Be like, here you go, here you go, here you go. I mean, she'd be so focused yes, that she would. Exactly. But, but you don't need coupons. You just need the promo code Break, break the, the Bell, bell. For, that, for that discount. So yes. throw but, away the coupons. Use promo codes. <laughs> get Specifically your, this one. Get your get your coffee on. Yes, get your, your caffeinated fix of freedom. Yes. So rymcoffee.com. Check them out. Support small businesses. Support free speech. Support coffee. I mean, there's really nothing more American than that. Exactly. Let's let's get into this this episode, Bill. We got a it. lot of things to cover here, as usual. The first one here. This one kind of almost is unbelievable to me that it's yeah. gone this far because Andrew Cuomo, you know the the famous New York governor oh, that yeah. wrote the book about how... Leadership in a time of pandemic. Oh, you, you have that memorized. Wow. <laughs> yes. Do you yes. own the book? And, uh, no, no, no. But I do use it to level my table. <laughs> <laughs> famous New York governor who eradicated COVID yes. from New York after killing all your grandmas. Eradicated yes. from New York by killing all yeah, the grandmas. Yeah, that's how he got rid of COVID. No, and I remember that because when I saw it at Barnes Noble, I'm like, "You got to be shitting me!" He has a book. <laughs> I know you sent me a picture. You're like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, the president, you remember Joe Biden, the president? He doesn't remember himself, no, but right. but we remember him. Yeah, he's calling for the great Andrew Cuomo to resign from his post. Yeah, which is funny you said that because um, earlier, you know, uh, Biden and uh, DeSantis from Florida have been going back and forth. Mm -hmm. And Biden come out and be like, um, "Who's DeSantis? Who who is he again?" And uh, DeSantis is like, um, "That's just one of many things he forgets." <laughs> well, you saw in his um, that thing with Don Lemon, that that town hall oh, thing, yes, yes. when he was just like, "Oh yeah, I was walking down, I was walking down the steps in the White House, and they started playing Hail to the Chief," and I was like, "Where is this guy?" <laughs> it's like, yeah, he, everybody laughs like you're joking, but he probably literally yeah, that's forgot really what where happened. the president yeah, was. Right. He's like, where, where, is Brock here? I yeah. didn't even know he was here. Everybody laughs. He's like, oh, I didn't realize that was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so according to GreekReporter.com, wow. Wow, we're really reaching. Yeah. <laughs> Biden calls on New York Governor Andrew Cuomo to resign. It's obviously for killing the grandmas, right? Right. It's got to be because that is a horrible offense. No. <laughs> No, it's for for his sexual harassment claims. Oh, there you go. Which, as mo as far as this is going, I didn't think this was going to go anywhere because he was America's governor. I didn't yeah. think it was going to go past just being uh, rumors, right? Because of the double standard we get. I'm just like, yeah, this is just going to get brushed under the rug, yeah. and they're going to blow like the Brett Kavanaugh well, shit. Cuomo is one of the ones I think he came out when when Trump was being accused and saying that women should always be believed. Oh, oh. always. And now I'm sure his story has changed. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, well you can't believe her. <laughs> but on on that same token, though, Hillary Clinton said the same thing. Oh yeah, right, right. When yes, she did. She. she blackballed all of Bill oh, Clinton's yeah. Had accusers. them completely character destroyed. Yes. So let's pull this one up, Bill. You ready to get into this interesting story? Let me Absolutely. Find Where's my screen share button? There it is. All right, so there's his lovely face. The great Andrew Cuomo. It mm -hmm. says, United States President Joe Biden called on Governor Andrew Cuomo to submit his resignation after New York Attorney General Letitia James published a report confirming allegations of sexual harassment made by him by 11 different women. Wow. I think he should resign. 
said Biden. You think the White House is going to backpedal on this? Because it seems like everything Joe comes out and says right, on his yeah, own, yeah. they're like, well, the White House kind of retracted that statement. Yeah, right. No, I, I think they're going to let this one stand. Think so? Mm-hmm. Said, said Biden, who previously stated at the onset of the attorney general's investigation that he believed the governor should bow out if the allegations were found to be credible. So he's not even giving him the due process here right. because he said if they're found to be credible, yes, they're coming out to be more credible now, but it still hasn't been proven that they're credible. Exactly. And Joe Biden's just like, you know, get him the fuck out of here. He He's yeah. a liability. You know what it is, is it's because... Biden wanted that book deal leadership in the time of pandemic. Probably. And He's Cuomo like, stole it. his thunder. <laughs> Says he reinforced the statement after Brown's report was released, but did not say whether he believes that Cuomo should be impeached. So he should resign, but not necessarily re- impeach. There you go. Let's take one thing at a time. I understand that the state legislator may decide to impeach. I don't know that for a fact. I have not read all the data. That's so, so why is he talking? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I ask myself every time he opens his mouth. Every time they put him on a camera. Well, it drives me crazy when people are like, well, I, I haven't looked at the evidence I yet. I don't know but anything about this, yeah, exactly. but yeah. I think, personally, I think this. Yeah. Biden made these statements after a cascade of other Democrats in Congress, including the entirety of New York's Democratic delegation, asked the governor to step down from his post. That's crazy to me that yeah. all these people have just— all of a sudden shifted against this guy and been like, yeah. you got to get the fuck out of here. You think it's because they're like, oh, shit, we set up a standard with Trump, so we can't just let this slide. I, do, or go ahead. do you think there's other shit that might come out about Cuomo that they're trying to that. make this a bigger yes. deal? <laughs> I was just about to say that, yes. Like the killing grandma stuff. Right, yes. Because I know last week they released a thing that – Basically, I, I can't remember the gist of it, but basically they weren't going to pursue looking into um, all this like stuff where Cuomo put right. the grandmas in the nursing homes regardless of their COVID status. Yeah. They, they decided we're not going to pursue this at all. Yeah. And so I think maybe this is just like, dude, you fucked up. You need to get out, but we can't go against our COVID agenda here. Right, yeah. Because this would make... All those cases that popped up early on in the COVID yeah. days, that would fall. That wouldn't fall on the the un, unma- anti-maskers or the anti-vaxxers or the Republicans. That's going to fall directly on you, yeah. and that goes against everything that yeah. we've been talking about. So, and your nine hundred thirty-six thousand uh, dollar book deal that yeah. you got. So, instead, we want you to bow out and get out of here right. quietly, but. We don't want you to do it on COVID terms. We right. want you to do it on yeah. character assassination right. instead. And Cuomo was like, no, no, I'm bulletproof. Yeah. I, I have a book. Yeah. <laughs> Did you Have you read my book? <laughs> Says, um, recognizing his love of New York and respect for the office he holds, I call upon the governor to resign, said Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. So I recognize. I recognize. Her with her weird yeah. teeth. His love for Stop it. His love for New York. <laughs> And his respect for the office he holds. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, he had so much respect for his office that <laughs> he, had he to, used it yeah, to, to abuse take advantage women. of 11 women. Senator Kristen Gillibrand of New York and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer also spoke out to, together to denounce Cuomo. Wow. All the top yeah. brass. Schumer, is, even. Yeah. Schumer, Pelosi, all the top brass are saying, and Biden, is he, yeah. is he top brass? No, no, no. I mean, no, he, he's. he's 
brass. <laughs> <laughs> the senators had both demanded Cuomo resign in March when allegations against the governor first surfaced. Wow. Back so, in March. So both uh, Chuck Schumer and Kristen Gillibrand of New York both demanded him to resign clear back in March when this first surfaced. They're yeah. like, all right, you got to go. Yeah. Just immediately. So at least we don't see a double standard going on here. <laughs> so I guess that's the good thing out of all I, of this. I guess, but again, you know, if if he ends up getting pushed for the um the resting home thing, mm. then also the governor of Michigan, uh the governor of California, they also did the same thing with really? nursing homes. So he's got to go out this way. So the rest don't get taken down with exactly. him. Exactly. As we have said before, the reported actions of the governor were profoundly disturbing, inappropriate, and completely unacceptable. Today's report from the New York State Attorney General substantiated and collaborated the allegations of the brave women who came forward to share their stories. And we commend the women for doing so, the senator said. No elected official is above the law. The people of New York deserve better leadership in the governor's office. We continue to believe that the governor should resign. Democratic Congressman Tom Suozzi, Hakeem Jeffries, and Gregory Meeks also made statements calling for Cuomo's departure from office. I mean, they are just coming out oh, yeah. full force right. against him. They're yeah. like, they're they're turning their backs. Like they're, we've talked about that umbrella of protection that the, mm -hmm. the higher ups have. Yeah, and things get brushed under the rug, and then all of a sudden something happens, and they get kicked out from under that umbrella yeah. of uh, protection. Yeah, and it's not necessarily. The thing they're being accused of, they right. ruffled somebody's feathers, or they're going against the grain, or they just fucked up so bad that mm. we got to get rid of him so well, it doesn't bring the rest of this but, down. But again, if he doesn't go down for this, and they end up going after him for the grandmas, mm -hmm. who all is going to be taken down? Oh, plenty. Right? I mean, it's going to take down a lot more than just him. And, and it's going to pull a lot more credibility from mm -hmm. the the covid response yeah. that they they've been pushing all this right. time people are going to wake up and be like oh so you're saying all those numbers were bullshit right yeah all those numbers were um i wouldn't say in this case like fabricated but they were they weren't natural numbers right. because manufactured situation yeah exactly and i i could see obviously it wouldn't be biden and being pelosi being like look fall on your sword you know, you get a nice severance, you get to stay in your big house, and, and we'll make sure you're respected. We won't say anything else. A lot of guys get, you know, politicians, look at Bill Clinton, get nailed for this, and it, it goes under the rug, and they're still respected politicians. Mm -hmm. Go out this way. Don't go out the way with the COVID and make yourself look like a murderer. Right, right. So, so as far as I know, he rejected that. He's not going to fall on a sword. He's got his fucking ego. And even CNN came out and was saying, hey, this guy did this and yeah. this and this. And it's just like, dude, that's your brother. Yeah. <laughs> even right. his brother is probably yeah. turning on him. Well, so. I mean, he's New York um, royalty. Mm -hmm. So, again, he feels like he's Teflon. Oh, yeah. So that's about all I got for that. I, we got to keep an eye on that because he he might put up a fight. I think he'll put up a fight just long enough to bow out. I think eventually he's going to probably I think bow so. out. Or, or is he going to go out and be like, you know what, if I'm going down, all these motherfuckers going down. <laughs> well, then he just is going to commit suicide right, if that's yeah. the case. And he doesn't want to commit suicide no, with doesn't. two bullets to the back of his head. <laughs> Who wants that? <laughs> right. Who wants that, for real? Kind of like the, the four police officers. Do you hear about the four police yes. officers yes. now that have committed suicide that were involved in the January 6th incident? Yep. Yeah. Four four of them have, in the last few weeks, committed suicide. Yeah. That's just 
That's suspicious to me. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. My brother posted, he's like, all four of them happened to uh, shoot their dogs before <laughs> killing themselves. And at first I thought it was real. And I was like, where's your source? He's like, I'm the source. I was just like, oh, so you're just, because that would be bizarre. It's like, really? <laughs> really? They shot their dog? <laughs> That's horrible. Why would yes. they do that? So let's move on. So we got more stuff going on in the country with COVID and all that stuff. But before we talk about some of that stuff, we got to get overseas because we don't get overseas enough yeah, not anymore. lately because of everything that's going on here at home. But there's stuff going on yeah. that we got to keep an eye on we because it's it's big and people aren't really paying attention yeah, to it. And it will affect us. Number one, the main thing being there was this attack on an Israeli ship or a, it was a Japanese-owned tanker managed by a U.K.-based company owned by an Israeli billionaire. Okay. <laughs> is one of them a former roommate? <laughs> is that not That's like, quite the train. That is. Yeah. I feel like you need one of those string charts to kind yes. of follow the ownership of the ship. So the, the tanker was Japanese. It was managed by a, a U.K. company. But that U.K. company is owned... It seems like they're taking Israeli a really billion. long way to get around <laughs> what they're trying to say. It's right. like, we're not putting blame on anybody, but um, this guy knew this guy who was friends with this guy and had coffee with this guy. Well, I'm you just say saying. they're not putting blame on anybody, but everybody immediately came out and said, Iran. Oh, yeah, right. I, obviously, right. Iran. Yeah. So the interesting thing to me is there's a couple like op-eds out there floating around that are calling this a Gulf of Tonkin incident. Do you, do you know what a Gulf of, the Gulf of Tonkin yeah, was? Was right. what got us into was it Nam? Korea, Vietnam? Was it Korea? Was it Korea or Vietnam? I don't. I think it was Nam. It was probably Vietnam. I should know this. <sighs> Me too. So what it was was basically this ship in the Gulf of Tonkin said they were under attack, and it turned out to be ghost ghost torpedoes. Oh, yeah, and that's what <laughs> that's what got us drug into the war. The U.S. decided on that precedent <laughs> to go to, to join join the war that was already happening on false pretense is what it was it was nam i haven't okay. lost my touch Oof. you got it sorry i've been watching a lot of mash yes. which is the korean yeah. war so that's why that, okay. I, I, you had me doubting myself so this patrick j buchanan on un, unionleader.com posted this op-ed saying a tonkin gulf incident in the gulf of oman so the gulf of oman is where the ship sank Okay. So like that that's where this is coming from. So he's saying this is basically a false flag. Probably to drag people into war. To right. to have a good reason to go to war with Iran. Yeah. Says a week ago, let me pull this up. I keep losing my damn buttons. Where the fuck my button there it is. A week ago, Mount at the Mount Mercer Street, a Japanese owned tanker. The Mount Mercer Street is the name of a tanker? Weird. A Japanese owned tanker managed by a UK based company owned by Israeli bi billionaire Ayal Ofer, sailing in the Arabian Sea off the coast of Oman, was struck by drones. So it was a drone attack. Interesting. The first real major drone, besides like Obama right. blowing up hospitals yeah. and orphanages and, and shit. And stuff, yeah. But the first like. Like really big drone attack on a, a big war, like mm -hmm. ship or something like that. R that that we know of, anyway. right? Yeah, that we. <laughs> yeah. Says a British security car guard and Romanian crew member were killed. Britain and U.S. immediately blamed Iran. Immediately. Yeah. With no nothing to back that, just immediately. Oh, yeah. it had to be Iran. Well, attack in the area, they probably just 
assumed. Yeah, and it says Israelis began to beat the war drums. Monday, Israeli Defense Minister Benny Gantz said action against Iran should be taken right now. Tuesday, Prime Minister Naftali Bennett warned Israel could act alone. They can't sit calmly in Tehran while igniting the entire Middle East. That's over, said Bennett. It says, we are working to enlist the whole world, but when the time comes, we know how to act alone. That sounds very George Bush-ish it does. after 9-11, yeah. doesn't it? Because right. he went to the UN, and a lot of them are like, no, nah, we're not going to do that. And right. he's like, fuck it, I'll do it alone. Yeah. I'll do it by myself, <laughs> yeah. with or without you. It says, Wednesday, Gantz ratcheted up. Now is the time for deeds. Words are not enough. It is time for diplomatic, economic, and even military deeds. Otherwise, the attacks will continue. That sounds George Bush-esque, mm-hmm. too. Thursday, Gantz went further. Israel's ready to attack Iran. <laughs> so it went from we need to to we're ready to. <laughs> we're on our way. Yes, we are at a point where we need to take military action against Iran. The world needs to take a- a- action against Iran now. Look, look, you got beef with Iran. Yeah. That's on you. And again, Israel has one of the top ten militaries in the world. Yeah. So they don't need to the beat the war drum to get everybody in order to go get the Iran. world. The world yeah. needs to take action against Iran. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, <laughs> fight your own battles here. Yeah. If you got a problem with them, that's yeah. fine. Right. You you take it on them. Don't bring everybody else into it. Mm-hmm. It says, and what do Americans say? We are confident that Iran conducted the attack, said Secretary of State Antony Blinken. We are working with our partners to consider our next steps and consulting with governments inside the region and beyond on an appropriate response, which will will be forthcoming. An appropriate is, response will be forthcoming. Is um, I'll look it up here. Is Israel a member of NATO? Oh, I'm sure. I'm almost positive. Iran, uh, however, has repeatedly denied that it, it ordered the attack. So Iran says, no, we didn't. What makes the attack puzzling is its timing. This is interesting to me. As it occurred just days before the insurgent or the <laughs> it occurred just days before the inauguration of the newly elected president of Iran, the ultra conservative hardliner Ibrahim Raisi. So they're just about to inaugurate this new president. Yeah. And they're saying so they're saying this is kind of fishy because why would they attack Israel just before a regime change here? Right, yeah. That would just immediately throw the whole country into a shitstorm right, yeah. upon him taking office. says, would Ricey have ordered a provocative attack on the Israeli-owned vessel just days before taking office when his highest priority is a lifting of the maximum pressure sanctions imposed on his country by former President Donald Trump? So basically, his main goal is to get sanctions lifted by the U.S. Okay. So they're saying, why the fuck would he attack Israel if his main priority is to get sanctions lifted? Right. It doesn't make it doesn't add up. Yeah. Says, would he put at risk his principal diplomatic goal just to get even with Israel for some earlier pinprick strike in a tit for tat war in which Iran and Israel have been engaged for years? Again, why? If not, Ricey. Would the outgoing president, the moderate Hussein Rouhani, have ordered such an attack on his last hours in office and risk igniting a war with Israel and the U.S. that his country could not win? So they're like, why would the outgoing president, who was in his final days, why would he order? Unless it's just to disrupt 
the incoming regime because right. he's more moderate. This guy's more conservative. Maybe they're like Biden and Trump type. Right. I can see that. And I mean, so, it's, it's happened in the past. I mean, maybe it's a disruptive thing. But yeah. again, it's just like if I was getting out of the office, that's just all I would be focused on is yeah. getting out of the office. But um, Israel is not a member of NATO. Right. But there's other agreements that the U.S. has in place with Israel. Oh, probably more than they have oh, with NATO. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're on each other's jock. Says, could the attack have been the work of rogue elements in the Iranian Republic Guard Corps? Gantz and Foreign Minister Yair Lapid claimed that Saeed Arajani, head of the drone section, head of the drone section. There's a whole drone section? I guess. Wow. Of the IRGC is the man personally responsible for the terror attacks in the Go Gulf of Oman. Oman. Or was this simply a reflexive Iranian reprisal for Israeli attacks? So I'm going to scroll down. Israel has both initiated and responded to attacks and strikes. We all know about the the back and forth between Israel right. and Iran. The, We've talked about it. Allegations of sabotage, yes. um, all that good stuff. says, with Americans leaving Afghanistan and U.S. troops in Iraq transitioning out of combat role there, now is the time to get us ensnared in a new war, war with Iran. That makes sense. I mean, we're That's losing perfect. we're losing our moneymaker with Afghanistan. Right. In Iraq, we've been out of for a couple of years now, yeah. haven't we? says, lest we forget, it was August, in August 57 years ago that the Tonkin Gulf incident occurred, which led Americans to plunge into an eight-year war in Vietnam. So all I had to do <laughs> was, was read the article, article <laughs> and I would have got my answer. President Joe Biden's diplomatic goal with Iran since taking office has been the resurrection of the 2015 nuclear deal, which former President Donald Trump walked away in return for Iran's reacceptance of strict conditions on its nuclear program, the U.S. has offered a lifting of Trump's sanctions. Whoever launched the drone strike sought to ensure that no new U.S.-Iran deal is consummated, that U.S. sanctions remain in place, and that the U.S. war with Iran remain a possibility. It could be mm. military elements that are not for <laughs> um, making this deal, cutting this yeah. deal with Iran, because— absolutely. We saw when Trump was in office, the military like hid information mm -hmm. about how many troops we still had in Afghanistan. Remember right. talking about yeah, that? Where I they're like, that, yeah. well, we couldn't tell them how many was still there because we needed them here. So we couldn't let them know that. We we made them think that we narrowed it, like yeah. drew back, but we really didn't. Yeah. Going completely against the orders of the commander in chief. Right. For the, the A plausible deniability. Yeah, obviously. Says, but again, why would Tehran carry out such a drone attack and kill crewmen on Israeli-owned vessel? The loudly they then loudly deny it. Um, says, since he took office, Biden has revealed his intent to extricate the U.S. from the forever wars of the Middle East. Right, right. That <laughs> right, seems like yeah. something Biden would do, <laughs> and pivot to the Far East and China. Hmm. Okay, that makes sense. By this month's end, all the U.S. forces are to be out of Afghanistan, and the 2,500 troops still in Iraq are to be repurposed. <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> repurposed? <laughs> it makes them sound like we're sending them to a thrift well, store. I know my um, so my wife's cousin, um, he's in the reserves, mm -hmm. and uh, they he just got married in June because he's shipping out to Iraq. Wow. Him and his company. But he's going to get repurposed at the end of the well, month. Well, yeah. So that would suck. They're no longer going to be designated as combat troops, though. 
says those behind the attack on the, the vessel do not want to reduce the possibility of war between the U.S. and Iran. They want to make it a reality. We ought not accommodate them. And that is the end of the article. What do you think of that? Do you think that it's possibly Iraq? Do you think it's possibly maybe even Israel setting something up to, Try to justify going to I war in Iran? Surprise me. Or do you think it's the U.S. or somebody affiliated with the U.S. who wants to keep us in the mil- Middle East or a U.S.-Israeli cooperation thing? What are your thoughts? I, I can see it being a U.S.-Israeli cooperation thing. Yeah? I mean, it just... It just is more profitable. It's more beneficial for the United States and Israel if there appears to be some kind of conflict between mm-hmm. the two. It keeps the United States engaged, keeps them in the area when they're losing other elements in the Middle East, and you know it. You know, as conspiratorial as it sounds, yeah, I can totally see some Israeli billionaire being like, you know what, it's a Japanese-made ship, go ahead and take it out. Yeah, uh, he probably, he's like, I ju- don't worry, I just took out a massive insurance claim yeah. on that ship. It's just got a Romanian on it. Yeah. I mean, she's... <laughs> and a UK diplomat or yeah. whatever. I mean, we're good. Just, like yeah, just, a dozen. just take them out. Yeah, I could see that. And I definitely see kind of a push to ramp up tensions with China, which mm-hmm. they're saying is we're shifting focus over right. there. But what's more profitable... In the short term. Right. It's Middle East. It's this ongoing, already established (laughs) war in the Middle East. And and plus, Iran is actually an ally of China. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, why not get into a proxy war? That's true. You know? That's true. But, again, like, I I feel that the warmongers, like the war machine, the the war industrial complex that uh, Eisenhower warned about mm-hmm. when when he left office, they see the shift. Yeah, there's probably a lot of profit in going to war in, against China. That, I mean, that could be a never-ending war in China. Yeah. I mean, they got billions of people there. Yeah, literally. But that's like setting up a company moving from one country to another country or one building to like you're going to take that loss of profit in the short term yeah for the temporary loss of profit to set up shop somewhere else so they're like well we got to keep this satellite yeah. office here to keep things right. running to keep the profit flowing in temporarily until yeah. we set up shop over there in china I, I, I don't see a direct conflict with china i don't I, either i i, I think it would be stupid it, to go it to would be stupid and biden doesn't have the balls and again there's too many us interest in china there is and there's too many fucking people in china yeah. we know about their human rights right um their mentality there, yeah. they'll just freaking keep throwing people oh, yeah. at us. We're, <laughs> literally, we're out of missiles. Put a guy on a launcher and <laughs> shoot him out. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> like if we, we put boots on the ground in China, they would just send wave oh, yeah. after wave no. after wave. And it doesn't matter how many of them die. They're yeah. just going to be more of them. Yeah. They, they wouldn't care. They I really mean, wouldn't. That's why we failed so miserable in Korea because the Chinese got involved in it. Yeah. And it's just like, what, what do you do when billions of people start right. fighting against you? We don't have that kind of resource. So, yeah, I don't see them going on full-fledged no. war with China, but I think there's going to be like this back-and-forth spat with them for yeah. indefinitely. You'll see economic shit, and you'll see proxy wars, and you'll see trade wars. and Probably um, hacking. Oh, like yeah, cyber attacks. Uh, cyber attacks yeah. and shit like that, but, but no boots on the ground. No, I don't you'll think. never see. So we got to keep the boots on the ground in Iran because yeah. that's money. Well, and, yeah, again, you can fight them through a proxy war. Why mm-hmm. face them directly? Right. And if you see good 
good faithful ser- soldiers getting killed that just ramps up our patriotism to oh, keep yeah. wars going. Right. So especially if you can make it, you know, religious extremist. Right. So that's that. We got that going on. I don't know where that's going to go. Do you think Israel's going to actually go to war with Iran, or you think it's no. just going to keep being I, a back and forth deal? Yeah, it'll keep. I mean, it's been back and forth for years. I, I don't think they have anything get to gain. You know, I think that they probably gain more by just having them as that enemy that you know will indirectly attack them. You know, it's like and run them. Batman and Joker. Without right. one of them, the other exactly has nothing to live for. Exactly right. And if there's no Iran, then the United States really doesn't have any use for Israel. Right. So. Moving on. Coming back to the side of the pond. Okay. This story here says everything about politics, mm-hmm. COVID politics in the United States, about the hypocrisy of it, about the the bullshit they're, they're smashing in our face constantly, mm-hmm. telling us how dangerous this is and how we have to wear masks and we have to vaccine. And even the vaccinated now should wear masks because they're just as much at risk. Right. Of spreading the, the Delta variant. The Delta variant. The deadly so dirt. deadly. So the great, revered, former President Barack Obama had his 60th birthday. Praise be Obama. Yes. 60th birthday, which I thought he was probably older than 60 I thought by he this was point. too. He looks older. Man, he, the he presidency aged. did not ride no, in well. No, he aged a lot yes. in that eight years. I remember seeing him. He looked like he was like 28 years oh, old. Yeah. He, he looked... Like yeah. JFK when JFK oh, he took did. office, yeah, yeah, but black, obviously, right, right, yeah. <laughs> well, blackish. Yeah. Um, but then when, yeah, he he left the office, yeah. just like he dude, looks like that Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So Obama had a maskless birthday bash at his Martha's Vineyard mansion. Uh, uh, yes, his super spreader. I've been reading about last it. week. Yes, but. But you think anybody's concerned really on no. that side? No, no, they'll, they'll no. give lip service to it, but oh, they don't care. Oh, yeah. They're they're more upset if they don't get invited. He'll probably come <laughs> out and say, "Now, like, kind of like um, Gavin Newsom, I understand the optics of this didn't look yeah, right. right. Not saying, oh, we, I'm sorry, we yeah. risked our lives. We, we had everybody test it yes. before they, they even came. So we knew. We knew. <laughs> right. So this is from ZeroHedge.com. It says, a, a performer at President Obama's Martha's Vineyard scaled down, it has, says in quotes, scaled down birthday party. I hate to see the full-blown birthday party allegedly uploaded pictures of the event and was immediately forced to delete them. <laughs> He's forced to delete pictures of this event. Yeah. Rapper Trap Beckham, it's like Beckham, the, the soccer player, mixed with Trapper John from Ma- MASH. <laughs> yes. Trap Beckham and his manager, or and manager TJ Chapman, snapped pictures of the epic birthday party with hundreds Hundreds, this is scaled back now, yes. hundreds of maskless liberal elites parting like royalties while the ordinary folks under the new health guidelines are forced to wear masks and social distance at the bars and restaurants. Before the pictures were deleted, then you know what this reminds me of? What's a, There's a short story. It might be Edgar Allan Poe, maybe? Oh, Mask of the Red Death? Yeah, that's yeah. the one, okay. where they're, all the elites are yeah. think they're away from the Red Death, and they're mm-hmm. all at their masquerade ball, and they're all, like, partying up, and all, mm-hmm. then they all just, like, die yeah. because of their bullshit hypocrisy yeah. of it. Right, the elitist. That's kind of what this reminds yeah, me of. Yeah, I can see that. That is Edgar Allan Poe, right? It is. Yeah. Okay, I got one right today. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm tracking now. It says, before the pictures were deleted, fans of Beckham saved them 
that show there's a two-tier society of liberal elites drinking top-shelf liquor, smoking expensive cigars, and eating fancy food in a maskless environment. Wait, the, they're smoking? What the hell? Smoking expensive cigars inside. That's fucked up. The recording artist and his manager took pictures of, of themselves smoking weed behind the scenes. Here's the pictures of them smoking weed at, at the president's, the president's birthday house. party. <laughs> yes. That's the best part of this whole fucking yeah, story. Right. Says the pictures are troubling because this exposes the hypocrisy of the liberals who promote mask wearing but don't follow their own rules. No wonder there were rules about picture-taking at the event because if the general public ever got a glimpse of the two-tier society, this would infuriate them. <laughs> really. Once again, the elitists have yeah. their own set of rules. Yeah. I think we did an, an entire episode, or at least a weekend wrap-up episode, titled Their Own Set of Rules. Yeah. Talking yeah. specifically about this. It says, yeah. here's the images below. There's the great, revered Barack Hussein Obama. Mm. With these weird, like, light I was going to say, is that lightning? I think so. Wow. Is that, like, maybe it's yeah. a Snapchat filter? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what's going it on. it look like he's ride, dry, <laughs> riding the lightning. I don't know. But all the people around him, it looks like this is his um, scaled-back birthday bash. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I saw that. He was being sensitive to the optics. <laughs> Obviously. Look, so, yeah. I mean, you could tell there's quite a few people yeah. here. And, and they're not six feet apart, which no. is that even a thing? I don't think so. Anymore. So here's another picture. Looks like this is outside. Yeah, and maybe that's his justification. The was. smoking patio. This one. But it said it was an indoor event. Oh, yeah. here's the food. <laughs> that looks horrible. It does. Those <laughs> leaves look very wilted. There's Obama without a mask with at least, it looks like, 25 people around him. And I can see them being like, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for MC Fauci. And he comes yes. up behind a DJ. Like <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Beckham later explained he had to delete everything. All the pictures due to the rules. It was epic for sure. If any videos surface, it's going viral. He danced the whole time. Nobody ever seen Obama like this before. <laughs> <laughs> Video of Obama's maskless Martha's Vineyard birthday party before Arika Badu deleted it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna no. play the video because it'll probably glitch out anyway. The birthday party was repeatedly scaled back late last week amid critics bashing the Obamas for preparing to host up to 475 guests, served by at least 200 staff despite new warnings about a worsening pandemic. So we got this one side that is pushing yeah. how critical this is, how we have to mask up, vaccinated or not, indoors. Yeah. And on the side of that, Obamas are making plans to host 475 guests, putting 200 staff people to work in this environment yeah. in this critical like deadly pandemic yeah. environment you know and it's funny because i just watched a clip yesterday about cnn and how concerned they were because of all the bikers and sturges and creating this super spreader event and well that's a rerun from last year too oh Remember i know they said know. all that last yeah. year and then they even tracked like all these yeah. cases well and that, that's the funny thing is because uh, they were they had a, a reporter on the ground interviewing people and be like aren't you scared of the delta variant or aren't you scared of, of um the virus and and you know people would be like uh fuck no and because they're bikers you know yeah. they have a better chance of getting killed on the way there mm -hmm. or going home than they do of the virus but then they put up the stat like well last year at sturgis 463,000 people around the country rode to Sturgis, mm. right? 
of that, 470 people contracted COVID and one person died. That is like point zero 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 nine percent. I did the math and right. I'm like, so why the fuck are they worried about What's that? What's the percentage of dying on a motorcycle? Um, Probably higher than that. I'm sure it's a lot <laughs> higher than that. So you want to know the A-listers in attendance of oh, this party? Oh, absolutely, I do. Steven Spielberg, okay. Tom Hanks, George Clooney, Jennifer Hudson, Jay-Z, wow. and Beyonce. Of course. Bradley Cooper, Don Cheadle, Gabrielle Union, Dwayne Wade, Bruce Springsteen, Erika Badu, Stephen Colbert, and John Kerry. John Kerry. Are you really going to throw John <laughs> Kerry in this list of wow. what they call because A-list? everybody was super excited that John Kerry was there. <laughs> A-list celebrities. Some of the A-list celebrities, it specifically yeah. says. So they're putting John Kerry up there with Jay-Z and, and Bruce Beyonce. Springsteen. Yeah, that's crazy. That's like George the, Clooney. <laughs> people are just like, dude, who's the old guy over there? <laughs> I know. What, the guy that looks like Frankenstein. You know those are the guys that are getting it down on the dance floor, too. Oh, like, yeah. Like doing the splits and like oh, splitting yeah, out their right, pants and yeah. shit. It's like, oh, look at look at Johnny yeah, over there. He's over there doing the Carlton. <laughs> yeah, of course. The party wound down around one zero one hundred Easter time. we got to use military time in this, obviously. Of course. Sunday, and guests' departures created massive traffic jams on the roads of small-town Oak Bluffs. So that's that. Wow. What do you think? What do you think of this double standard we got? It's definitely your Marie Antoinette, you know, let them eat cake moment, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, you know, again, they're they're not allowing people to go to concerts unless they're vaccinated. You know, like you said, they have to wear masks. You know, they're calling for, for vaccine uh passports you know in new york and whatnot Mm -hmm. but then obama has a 463 person party that the biggest gripe you get is if someone's not invited Mm -hmm. you know so it's it's completely ridiculous it is you bring up marie antoinette and Mm -hmm. her moment well what was the end result of marie antoinette not good she got (laughs) her head cut off i was gonna say she lost her head (laughs) oh well you brought up the new york Vaccine, I did. passport mandates, or whatever. So we might as well just move into Sorry, that. I jumped the gun. <laughs> that's a, no, that's fine because I mean, yeah, it ties in. We're too. heading that way. We're heading that way anyway. So I guess we better talk about that while while these leaders, yes, are partying it up in Martha's Vineyard, smoking weed, smoking weed, expensive cigars, eating wilted lettuce, hanging with a list like John, John Kerry. Kerry. <laughs> while that's taking place. New York City is mandating vaccines for indoor restaurants, gyms, and performances. Okay. So those three things specifically right now. Mandating vaccines for the city. This is a citywide thing. Not just I, – I mean, I could see the businesses. A, yeah. a small – be like, look, if yeah. you're not vaccinated, right. you don't come in here. Right. That's on them. That's on them. I'll just take my business elsewhere. Yeah, right. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> fuck me. Fuck you. <laughs> but for the city to come out and say – you will mandate mm-hmm. vaccines. How many businesses that are already crippled from this oh, thing yeah. are going to be majorly crippled? Yeah. Look up the the percentage of people in New York City that are vaccinated. Okay. Adults. While while I read this, because we'll see how how much of an economic impact this might have. Okay. It says the new program to <clears throat> unlock New York City quote-unquote, unlock New York City, will begin August 16th, with enforcement set to start September 13th, according to City Hall. It says New York Mayor Bill de Blasio announced a new policy on Tuesday. Uh, Let me pull the screen up. I keep losing the damn button. 
Bill de Blasio announced a policy Tuesday that requires people to show proof of COVID-19 vaccine to dine inside restaurants, work out at a gym, attend a play, or go out dancing. <clears throat> the new program to, quote-unquote, unlock New York City. Again, this is, you see how they say one thing that means it's the doublespeak that we talked right. about with 1984. Unlock New York City. Right is all about stripping rights away from people in New York City. The new program to unlock New York City will begin August 16th, with enforcement set to start September 13th, according to City Hall. Enforcement will fall to the City Health Department, and businesses could be fined, though the details still have to be worked out in the coming weeks, the mayor said. When someone is vaccinated, they can do all the amazing things in New York City, de Blasio said. If you're unvaccinated, unfortunately, you will not be able to participate in many things. This is crucial because we know this will encourage a lot more vaccinations. It's that whole what we talked about last week or yeah. on Monday about the inconvenience factor that they're going to push to get it's more people vaccinated. 69%. So roughly 31% of the people are going to be fucked, left out of this. Yeah. And from, from what I've I've read and heard is that 70% of African Americans across the country have not been vaccinated. Oh yeah. yeah, that's that is the um you know when they show you like the demographics of those that are mm -hmm. not getting it's between 18 and 40 male and African American or mm -hmm. Latino. So, we talk about voting rights being Jim Crow on steroids. Yeah. But we've got 70% of the United States unvaccinated. And they're saying, you can't eat here, Yeah, you can't party here, yeah. you can't work out here because you're not vaccinated. Mm -hmm. It's going to affect primarily yeah. the African-American community. Yeah. My, my former neighbor, he was over hanging out at my house, African-American male, and he said that there's no way in hell he's getting vaccinated because he doesn't trust the medical system. You're right. And rightfully so. I don't trust the medical system. No, I don't either. But he has more of a right to not. Even yeah. Joe Biden said that they don't. Yeah. They, they have a right to not trust it because... They were used as guinea pigs back right. in World War II yeah, or whatever. The Tuskegee. So. Says de Blasio's announcement marks one of the most aggressive steps taken by an elected official to combat a rise in COVID-19 cases caused by the Delta variant. Dun, dun, dun. In late July, the mayor mandated that unvaccinated city hospital workers and clinical staff at uh, city health departments submit a weekly COVID-19 test, a first reported uh, a move first reported by Politico and that city employee employment for new hires is contingent on vaccination. So if they're not vaccinated, working for the city or hospital workers, city hospital workers or staff, they have to submit COVID-19 test weekly. Right. From what I've heard, they are responsible for funding that COVID-19. They're not going to get free COVID-19 tests like they you get all over. They have to pay for their own. Well, what was that article I sent you about the hospital staff that got laid off, that were fired because they weren't vaccinated? Yeah, I don't remember where that was. <sighs> it was a while ago. says an official described the move as just a first step towards a wider vaccine requirement in the nation's biggest city. The mayor is now 100% on board and aggressively pushing vaccine cert cert certification, said City Hall official familiar with the discussions, who asked for an on uh, anonymity. I can never pronounce that word to speak ahead of the formal announcement. De Blasio wants it for everything indoors, public and private, but obviously has to scale implementation and expects a lot of pushback. So he realizes 
this is going to, people are going to be a little bit pissed off. Yeah. It says the official added that the New York that New York City wants to lead the nation in this regard. The move is believed to be the first of its kind in the nation for a big city. Yeah, that's a that's a nice um, <laughs> status to have. Yeah, policy comes as De Blasio has faced criticism for not reinstating mask wearing mandates amid recent spike in cases, but he has insisted the city's focus has been on vaccinations. So, the masks that are supposed to be so effective. He doesn't give a shit about those. He hasn't even re-implemented mask mandates yet. Really? But he's mandating vaccine. Yeah. That, that really shows the agenda of this whole vaccination push here. Because are they really concerned about how quickly this is spreading? If he's not even going to go the step of mask, which was the first thing they right. put on us in the first place. Yeah. But we're just going to focus solely on vaccines? Right. It doesn't yeah. even make sense because no. you get again you get the people that can't get vaccines, mm-hmm. and the people with vaccines are going to spread it just as easily, right? As we've seen this last week, yeah. So, you think the mass would come first right. it, over the vaccines? Right. Lo- logically, you would think that, but unfortunately, everybody is putting so much focus on these vaccines. Yeah. It just is. It defies logic. It does. It does. On Monday, Representative Adriano es- Espilat and City Council member Mark Levin, I don't think it's the Mark Levin. I don't think it is either. It can't possibly be the Mark Levin. Yeah. Who chairs the health committee, called for a similar proposal. It's definitely not the Mark <laughs> Levin. Uh, to one being rolled out Tuesday. I hear Mark Levin ro- like screaming on a oh, microphone yeah. about yeah. this. Levin, a fellow Democrat, lauded the policy as a critical move and said it will offer a powerful incentive for New Yorkers off the fence to get the vaccine. A powerful incentive, more like a forceful. In- it's not even an incentive at this right. point. Yeah, it's basically it, enforcing it. It's nice how they start with, uh, "Hey, maybe you can get you know free college tuition, or you know get a." I, I saw at Hy-Vee, you get a ten dollar gift card if you show proof <laughs> of vaccination. Yes, right? ten. And and now now they're getting to the point. Well, well, you, you can't go uh, to the gym if you're not vaccinated. Well, fuck it, I won't go to the gym. Yeah, exactly. Fuck it, I won't go to the bars. I'd right. rather just drink at home anyway. Right. Yeah. I won't go to these places. Um, see how pissed off the restaurant workers get when they're losing a good yeah. chunk of. Because I think the people that are less concerned about going out in public right now and going to the bars and going to the gym are the people that are also like. These yeah. vaccines aren't necessary because right. you know the va- the people that are really pro vaccine vaccine are probably like I'm still a little hesitant, especially with all this disinformation out oh, there yeah. about right. how Delta. they can still spread yeah. it. Right, they're probably still more hesitant. So this does say 60 percent of all New Yorkers are partially vaccinated. Partially vaccinated. Partially, okay. Through vac or though vaccination rates lag in Staten Island and Brooklyn as well as among Black New Yorkers. Thirty-five percent of Black New Yorkers are partially vaccinated. Thirty-five percent. So you're leaving out sixty-five percent of Black New Yorkers, compared with seventy-six percent of Asians. So seventy-six percent of Asians are vaccinated. Huh. Interesting. But only thirty-five percent of Black Americans. Yeah. African Americans. Councilmember Joseph Borelli, a Republican who represents Staten Island, said vaccine hesitancy is broken down among racial and class lines, indicating that there are more factors to consider. It's creating two classes of people, he told Politico. It's discriminatory in nature. So 
we have to have proof of our vaccines to do anything. Right. We don't have to have proof that we exist as a U.S. citizen. Right. To vote. Yeah. Right. Because that's discriminatory. Yes. And that's Jim Crow on steroids. Yes. But 65% of African Americans now aren't going to be able to yeah. go to the gym. They're not going to be able to go to the bar. Right. Do anything indoors, anything like that. Yeah. Until they get, because this this is just incentive to push them right. off the fence. Yeah. No, yeah. it's it's just strong arming is yeah, what it is. it is. Yeah, and again, it's like as we've talked about before, it's creating second class of people. Yeah, and that it's going to continue to do that. And again, I I do see that the the inconvenience factor is going to push a lot of people. Yeah, to go get vaccinated, and that, that's what they want because people hated the lockdowns. Mm-hmm. People hated not going to. We hated not going to the gym. We had just yeah. got back in the gym, and then they shut that shit down. Right. So. That whole convenience factor is going to be like, oh, God, I guess, I guess right. I'll yeah. go ahead and get vaccinated. I mean, what's the worst that could happen, really? Like, right, growing a tumor or something. So, some leaders that you sent me this one across the country are in disagreement over whether to require COVID nineteen passports. Can you believe that some people are in disagreement? To this? I know that's just insane. Says as New York City, this is from ABC News, this is just kind of in response mm-hmm. to what we just talked about. As New York City turns to vaccine passports to help limit the spread of COVID 19, other cities have pushed back against similar measures, with leaders citing a range of concerns from equity to security. So the side that is all about equity right. is going completely 180 against equity with mm-hmm. <laughs> these vaccine passports. So it talks about de Blasio making these statements, which we just read. It says, when asked this week if Boston would do the same, acting mayor Kim Janey said the city is focusing on vaccine access while likening the idea of vaccine passports to slave papers and birtherism. Interesting. Yeah, so they're pushing vaccine access, but she's saying carrying papers is the same as yeah. carrying slave papers or the birtherism thing is like birth certificate. Right, like yeah. You think of birtherism, you think of yeah, I, Obama and the birthers right. saying that he wasn't American. I, I think of, of you know, <laughs> traveling through Europe and then get stopped by a Nazi. He's like, papers? Yeah. Yeah, well, that, yeah. Again, you're comparing it to the Holocaust, Bill. Yes, I know. I'm sorry. You're going to get us Gina carano yeah. There's a long history in this country of people needing to show their papers. During slavery, post-slavery... As recent as you know what immigrant population has to go through here, we heard Trump with a birth certificate nonsense. I don't think I don't it's nonsense. That you d- I, I remember it. Trump was one of the ones per- pushing that um, Obama didn't oh, have a birth right. certificate. That, no, I do remember that, yeah. Here we want to make sure that we are not doing anything that would further create a barrier for residents of Boston or disproportionately impact BIPOC communities, black, indigenous, and people of oh, color. Gotcha. Yeah. Disparities in vaccine rates have raised concerns about vaccine passports disproportionately impacting communities of color. Vaccination rates among blacks and Latino residents in Suffolk County, where Boston sits, lag behind those white residents, state data shows. That's across the country, actually. Yes. So compare this requirement for vaccine passports to requirement for voter ID. Mm-hmm. Compare that for me. Well, like, what, what, what's your take? Is it equally as? No, it it sounds uh, uh, hugely disproportionate. I mean, again, 
proving you're a U.S. citizen to vote in a, a, a U.S. Uh, leadership pre- uh, election sounds reasonable to me. Mm-hmm. But requiring someone to show proof of vaccination to, I don't know, go shopping at a supermarket right. or to go work out at a gym that they pay a monthly membership to. At a private gym, no less? Right. Yeah, exactly. Just sounds, you know, and, and again, this is not owner mandated. This is city mandated. This yeah. is government mandated. Right. It, to me, it, it just, and like you said, it, it's creating a, a maybe I said, <laughs> just said. A, one of us said, but it, it, it takes you back. It creates that second you know that segregation mm-hmm. you know and and it's you know like, the thing that they say voter right. id yeah. is going to do oh, I, i'm sorry you're you're not vaccinated um so you're gonna have to sit in, in in the back of the bus so yeah i went there you went there you went full-blown rosa parks i did so what what the boston mayor is doing here is kind of in the direction i guess by comparing it to voter id and yeah. Slave passports and that stuff, but she's also not getting quite there because we're right. saying yeah, that she's close, far worse, yes, than needing a voter ID. Yeah. Like needing a voter ID is not discrimination, right? Because what's discrimination is assuming that an African American can't get on the internet, doesn't know how to get right. on the internet, yeah, exactly, and get some sort of yeah. identification, right? And That's discrimination. Yeah, and. Well, and but I, you know, I do think that there is a um, a lack of knowledge. Like, for instance, I remember this is several years ago. Um, my wife was working for a church, and there was a woman who reached out to her. Uh, she was in jail. Uh, her husband was in jail, and her kids were living with their grandmother. Well, her grandmother did not have any form of identification. Mm-hmm. She didn't. She didn't realize it was important. She had taken the bus everywhere. She didn't drive or whatever. Okay. Well. Once she had sat down, talked to my wife and some other members of the church, and realized that she qualified for all kinds of different benefits if she just got her identification card, then all kinds of doors would open up for her. Right. So they 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 did help her to get her ID, which you know again she just had to go and, and apply for it. She once she got it, the whole world changed for them. Right. So I mean, it maybe there there's a partial part of people that it's like they don't know, you know that. It's such a big deal. Right. It's like, well, I know who I am. Why the hell do you need to know who mm-hmm. I am? You know? But you think it's something that they can't get? No, no. I think it's easy for them to get, and I don't think it's a big deal for them to get it. I think it's an issue of maybe uh, maybe it goes back to a trust issue. Right. Well, may, why, why do I want the government to know who I am? Yeah. Right? No, I understand that more than I understand. Well, you know, some of them just don't have access to, right. to yeah, printers. That's, that's bullshit. Yeah. So... But on the other hand, I, I think these vaccine passports are going to be more discrimination oh, issue. Absolutely. Or it's I mean, even not just for like people of color, but for Anybody. people that don't yeah. agree with this shit. Right. And although demographically, you know, people of color are the ones that are popping as far as not wanting the vaccine, you and I both know that there's a number of people that are of not color <laughs> that don't want the vaccine. Yes. And are also absolutely. gonna be you know, and well, and how does this go into effect? How does this play out for people that can't get the vaccines? Again, we're back there. Right. Yeah, like people that physically can't right. because yeah. of certain autoimmune diseases. Yeah. right. How do, how does that work for yeah. them? Do, I mean, do they need a doctor's note that says but, they can't get one and have to carry it with them everywhere they go? But then they have to expose their medical information to any place right. they which go goes into. Yes. So yeah, which, which I found that doesn't 
go against HIPAA for so- somehow. Oh, really? Is what I heard last year when everybody was saying that. Uh, well, because people would be like, well, what's your medical condition? I'd be like, you can't ask me that because it goes against HIPAA. Yeah. I, I saw people posting, actually, actually, that doesn't go against HIPAA because HIPAA is strictly like doctor-patient yeah. confidential. A private business can't blah, 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 whatever. But So I, I could totally see, you know, like for us, business as usual, but say we want to go or we have to go work down in Iowa City, which is a very liberal city. And so we go down there and you have to have um, vac- proof of vaccination. Just, to just call it your paperwork. What's that? Just call it your paperwork. Well, yeah. You got to have your papers. Right. You got to have your papers to get, you know, to go into, say, Target down in, you know, whatnot. Right, that so. affects our work. Absolutely, it does. does. Like, I think I would find a way to get by not going to these places. Yeah. But it's going to affect our work it directly. Is. Yeah. So even Dr. Fauci, I'm not going to read this article, is expecting a flood of vaccine mandates once the FDA gives jabs full approval. So once the FDA, FDA gives them the full approval, not just the emergency right. use approval, he's expecting a bunch of mandates to come out. Sure. Maybe that's what the federal government is sitting on is, well, can we really mandate it when it it's doesn't even have a FDA, full approval yet? That makes total sense. It does, and that just makes it sound even more sinister to yeah, me. right. Like, you think, well, maybe, well, I don't think this, but people I'm sure are thinking, maybe Biden's not, it, it doesn't want the pushback from mandates and stuff. No, he's probably just waiting to yeah. cover his ass with these full exactly. approvals yeah. is what this comes down to. Right, because like you so said, that, that's a valid argument that, well, I don't want to get jabbed with something that's not approved by the FDA. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's totally, you know. Yeah. So what this comes down to is we have said this time and time again. Become more self-sustaining. Yes. We can't press the importance more than now we thought last year a year ago mm-hmm. with all the shit that with all the toilet paper running uh, out and all that shit paper. we we pushed become more self-sustaining well now it's going to be forced on you if mm-hmm. you don't want to be that guy that rolls over for the convenience factor you have to become more sustaining start somewhere anywhere yeah. gardening chickens yeah. you know um Homesteading. There's a lot of people doing homesteading, which you have to have property for that, which property is going to go away, so the homesteads are right. going to go away. Um, but there are ways to sustain yourself yeah, and not be so reliant on these places. You don't need a gym membership. You don't. No. I have one. I don't go to the gym. <laughs> you don't need to go to the bar. You don't, right. you don't need some of these things. Yes, there is a convenience factor with like grocery stores and stuff like that, but there are are self-sustaining measures that you can take now mm-hmm. to prevent this dystopian-type environment well, that and, we're talking and about. And to be honest, I mean, a lot of bigger grocery stores, I mean, they they do curbside delivery. They mm-hmm. will deliver to your house. So, you know, you don't have to go in. You know, there's ways around it. So don't, don't now. bend <laughs> because they're making it yeah. inconvenient. You know, I sent you an article earlier about how insurance companies are looking at raising premiums for people that aren't vaccinated. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really. That's that's fun. So <laughs> at least we don't pay our insurance. Right. It'll just it, it'll fall to the boss. The, the owner of the company. Yes. <laughs> the freaking owner of the company will take that heat bill. Um, <laughs> so we're about out of time. Again, I can't press anymore. Get out on your own. Do something. Educate find yourself. A w- yeah. Find a way to educate yourself. Find a way to improve yourself 
work on yourself. And I think we're both guilty of this. Even we like pushed to be more a little more self-sustaining right. last year, and then things kind of get going Opened back to again. normal, yeah. and you get back into that comfortable yep. routine. You lose that. Don't wait until it comes down and you have to have it because then it's going to be too fucking late. Right. So yeah, work on yourself. Yeah. Don't don't, don't worry about <laughs> politics and all yeah. that shit. You need to work on yourself. Yeah. And just focus locally. Focus on your family, your own home. Make sure they're taken care of. Form um, a commune. Yeah. Form groups like yeah. a like associates with with like-minded people. Yeah. We've talked about this before too. Yeah. Like a net network with people in your neighborhood that right. are like-minded or people online yeah. that are like-minded um with with resources that yeah. you don't have or knowledge that you don't have. But but don't let them bully you into doing something you don't want to do. Right. We are out of time for this week. This has been your week on wrap up. This has been fun, Bill. Yes. Always. A lot of a lot of good happy news. Always. There's always good happy news. We're going to get out of here for this week. We will be back tomorrow night for the live edition of this the show. Yes, the main which will be amazing. It will be. We have no idea what we're no, talking about But it about will yet, be amazing. But it will be good. <laughs> 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. We will be live. And then I'm kicking out of here for my yeah. vacation. Like wow. That's m- probably five hours later. That's <laughs> so insane. Yep. So I will be gone for the remain- remainder of the week. Are you yes. going to pick up the weekend wrap up this week? Uh, yeah. You know what? I, I will do that for you. All right. Well, not we'll sure get you how set up I'll do that. that, but I will do that. We will get you set up Kay. to do that. So look forward to Bill for the weekend wrap up next weekend, and live show this Monday. I will be back for live show next Monday. So we're going to keep this thing as smoothly as possible, Absolutely. as we always do. Have a great rest of your weekend, whatever hours are left of it. We will see you back here tomorrow night. Goodbye. Peace. The Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and Justin. A shout out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On the Run podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell. Or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking.